A huge shout-out of thanks to our major sponsor, Pertech. If you have Pertech on your team, they will never let you down. Visit Pertech at pertech.com.au. Team, today I have Jasmine Strange, NRLW Premiership winning player, Māori All-Stars player. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm, there's so much we have to talk about, but I'm going to go straight to that All-Stars game because I checked your TikTok. Yeah. Very popular, I've noticed, on TikTok. The TikTok was of you after the All-Stars game playing in Rotorua for the Māori All-Stars and you walk around the stadium, you see some kids and high-five kids, and you walk straight past your grandmother. Yeah. So Can you tell this story? Yeah. So Poor old grandma standing there waiting like this, and you walk straight past. Talk to me yeah, about this. Yeah, so that was actually her first time. She's actually from Rotors, where the game was held, and she hasn't been back there since she was 18 when her whole family left and came over to Sydney. So that was her first time she came there. She was so excited. I remember like she just came there obviously to watch me and that's like a bit of a homecoming for her and it was just like a full circle moment. But um, I remember telling her like I made the All Stars and she was just beside herself, so excited. Made the trip here. I did a um, interview a few days before saying like, yeah, I just can't wait to go give my grandma a hug in the crowd after the game because she'll be so proud of me. And then, yeah, I'm walking around. We've just done a lap, like seeing all the community, all the kids and everything like that. And then I'm still walking around. Dad goes to me, oh, Jazz, over there. So I thought I'd like miss some kids. So I just went over and said hi to the kids and then said, oh, da, 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 walked past. And then he goes, oh, I heard someone yelling at me from the thing, but a lot of people were like yelling. Yeah, yeah. And then Dad goes, oh, and then I turned around and I was like, Oh my god. But if you see the video, what she was wearing, it actually blended into the colour of the stairs. <laughs> so like, that was like, I think that's why it went viral. It has like 9 million views now because I think people like didn't see her first as well in the video and then they yeah. obviously rewatched it and she's there going, yes, yes, and she's cranky. So <laughs> that was a bit scary. Well, so that must, yeah, so that's where your selection in the Maori All-Stars comes from, Grandma. Yeah, yeah. She's never been back there till she was since 18 yeah, years old. They and come over, yeah, as Well, that must be special. What did that mean to you? Did you know much about that culture? Because yeah, those weeks she's are... she's always been pretty strong in instilling that in us. So, yeah, like, great. I did, yeah, definitely have a lot of backstory of that. But going over there, Lenny, our cultural advisor, was amazing. He took us to everywhere from my pepeha. Me and my dad one day got off at, like, a ridiculous time. So I think, like... Going over there for that experience was just amazing and we just learned so much more. So, yeah, it was really special. Well, and, you know, so you mentioned your dad there. Um, people might not know this yet, but your dad coached that team. Oh, he was the um, helper. He wasn't the coach. He wasn't Keith the coach? Hanley's the coach. Oh, okay. So your dad is an NRLW coach that I've had on the show. Yeah. Uh, so much good feedback on that episode. Uh, what was that like? experiencing that week then with your dad so he was the assistant coach yeah, what, what yeah. was what was happening um, what was, was that like yeah it was very very special I think it was really really special to him as well because obviously he's grown up with that as well and knowing his heritage from his mom my grandma so I think that was like amazing for him I've never seen him so like excited and genuinely happy when we were over there yeah he was just learning so much and taking it all in and I know he was really really proud of me 
throughout that experience as That's well. That's cool. Yeah. So on the TikTok, there was a second video yeah. where you show where you went back yeah. and you saw well, grandma. I was getting roasted in the comments. They were like, your grandma's come all the way because people obviously just take things super seriously on the internet. Yeah. So like there was a few comments, like obviously most of them were funny, but there was a few comments saying that. So I just posted that one. You posted the next you. one. And you I went back to grandma. Did see her and we had what did she moment. say to you at the end? So, oh, I don't know. Probably just... She gives me advice. I don't think she knows anything about footy, but she knows she how to give me advice, advice about footy. So oh, yeah, good. but she, I got in a little bit of trouble first, but then oh, that's cool. it was all good, yeah. Well, that's really cool. You've got to experience that. Are you playing for them again? Yeah, this so we year? play on the 16th of Feb in like a few weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned dad as coach. We might yeah. as well go there. You are now with the Sydney Roosters yeah. and your dad is the head coach. Yeah. What's that like? Well, I'll let you know when it starts. But oh, okay. <laughs> no, but um, last time, because obviously I played for the Knights last year and I played for the Roosters the year the before. Year. Yep. So, like, from that experience, it was really good. I've been coached by my dad since I first started playing footy. So, obviously, I know he's very, very hard on me, but I feel like that's what I respond to because I'm not really too fussed about yeah, like, okay. people saying, like, coaches being stern with me. Like, I feel like it helps me. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I'll probably stay here for a bit because there are a lot of listeners out there that are coaching and teaching, whatever, and uh, a lot of them coach their own kids. But what I found interesting looking through your career is you debuted Sydney Roosters. Yeah. Your dad was the coach. Yeah. But you left. Yeah. And you went to the the, the Knights and yeah. you won the premiership with yeah. the Knights. I'm sure we've got some cool stories to talk yeah. about there. But why did you leave? Well... There was obviously a lot, a lot of reasons. Like, I probably felt like I was up to playing. Even though I was coming back my first year from ACL the year before, I kind of felt like I was up to playing that season anyways. And then I made my debut one rookie of the week or rookie of the round or something like that and then, like, didn't get picked again. So I was, like, a bit disappointed in that. So I think... But I think there was also a lot of things playing on Dad's mind with, like, pressure with selecting me or not selecting me. So I just wanted to kind of take myself away and go and make sure that I played every game, which I did. And we obviously ended up winning the premiership, which is awesome as well, but yeah. I should have gone there with your dad because you just mentioned the word pressure. So he named you to debut, you play really well, but then he almost can't pick you again yeah. the next week. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing. So he's I feeling I pressure had a lot and of, you're um, feeling pressure. Yeah, I had a lot of like words. I think it didn't help as well. Like the girls as well were kind of saying like, yeah, like we feel like you should have not got like dropped or like whatever. So yeah, that was like a bit hard. But I understood like there was girls, a lot of girls at like similar levels and I'd just come back from my ACL. So I wasn't expecting to play it by any means, but I definitely felt like I could have been playing. So okay. yeah, like I went obviously away and played every game and then I think I've come back. I'll be coming back like a better player with that experience behind me as well. For sure. Well, I mean, it can't be easy because you... You know you're working hard like all yeah, the other girls, but yeah. there's whether you like it or not, there's this perception out there and this feeling, Yeah. oh, what are they saying because it's dad coaching yeah. or whatever. Did you get any of that? And then you made a big decision to just cut ties and you left. Yeah. That's a huge backing of yourself. Yeah. Like you just thought, I'm going to back myself. Yeah. Um, was there any outside noise? Like, I know you're all into this, you're huge on the social media bit. <laughs> I advise people not to read the comments, but yeah. were you reading into well, some I stuff? I don't, um, because I just think, like, whatever of people that comment those things. Like, I'm really weird. Like, I'll be affected really, really badly by some things, but not by others. So, like, yeah. with the social media and comments, like, I just think people that 
like troll and yeah. say dumb things are just like dumb like yeah. I don't really feed into that at all but it was mostly just me like I could understand because I've obviously seen people and I've gone oh like are they there because of like why are they there and things like that so I can understand from an outside perspective like people might think that so I thought like it was just really important to me for me as well just to show that I am playing NRLW because I should be. Well it's an interesting topic we went there with with Ivan Cleary on this yeah. show who said he went through it with his own son yeah. his family went through it like you know can yeah. you believe it even not so long ago yeah. you know he's, he's the greatest player yeah. in the game and um, he was but it became a bit easier for Ivan when he's not gonna not pick Nathan yeah. you know yeah um, but then there's other coaches in the NRL like there's Brad Arthur and Jake Arthur. There was some pressure there. Fans were, yeah. were pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, you know, Shane Flanagan with his son. Like, yeah. Like it's. I and, think and, I'm know. pretty lucky with mine though. Like I have like a little. I'm not gonna say I have a fan base, but like I have yeah. like a lot of people who are Supportive. in my corner, especially since like the Knights fans are absolutely amazing. And yeah. like I've probably received like a thousand messages since it got released that I'm leaving, and probably two of them are like negative like the rest okay. of them are just like congratulations like we'll miss you we wish you were staying but like da da. so i don't yeah, yeah it's all right so there's no one comment that hit you hard and said i'm leaving i'm just going to go no, i think it's own. funny like we literally i like my friends and i will read because yeah. there's some also really weird dms as well so that's like yeah. not helpful but like we literally read them and i think it's so funny and like yeah. no one says anything to me in real life like if someone come up to me in person and said something like oh da, 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 i'd be like well are you playing nrl nrlw like yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean like I don't really take that I yeah. take things from people that I respect and people that I should take things from but yeah. not from some random person sitting on their couch having a silly opinion well that's good because yeah. I, I honestly I do worry about young players today that haven't reached your level yet yeah. I do worry what social media is doing to a lot of their kids Yeah. because they you know if they read one comment the night before a game and lose sleep over it. Yeah. Or midweek and lose sleep over it. Yeah. Or the morning of or yeah. at school. I or, think that's definitely know? a massive issue, especially towards girls and all of that. But I think yeah. my parents have done a really, really good job of like keeping me grounded and just saying like these people like, cause I read, like you read Facebook and all that stuff and people are just arguing with each other over dumb things. Yeah. So I think a lot of it's just silly and like I'll literally read it and laugh like I don't, yeah. But I can completely understand where people would be affected and if it's like hurtful and that personal not towards football, yeah. like I would be, yeah, probably affected too, but. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I like I like this topic where you left your dad. Like that's crazy. <laughs> you left and went to the Knights. But also, I had do to play love against the Knights. Him. It's not like I oh, went to a, yeah, I didn't okay, go to a random team or anything like that just to try and get a run. Like I played Tasha Gale at the Knights. They gave me my first start in okay. rugby league. I was it was under 18s because it was before COVID and it was a nines comp and then an 11s comp because I played from when I was 15 to 17 in that. Yeah. And I loved my experience there okay. and that was awesome. So it was really cool for me to go like back, back to the Knights as well. So yeah, it's not just like a spur of the moment. I'm done with that, I'm leaving. Uh, like, it was okay. Just, yeah. Okay, so the Knights meant something to you. Yeah. And Ronald Griffiths was the coach and yeah. you won the competition. Yeah. He won it two years in a row. Yeah. What, what was that like? Oh, I was just so happy for him. I was really disappointed that he didn't win Coach of the Year in the yeah. um, Daily M's for the NRLW. I feel like he 
definitely should have got a run in there, but okay. that's all right. But um, like he's just an amazing bloke, and I was just so genuinely happy for him. If that makes sense, like a lot yeah. of the times, like oh, you're so happy you won, you're so happy like for this and that, but yeah. he's just such a great guy who cares so much. Like I was just so happy that we won for him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And what about the teammates up there? Like, who was your best teammate up there, and why? In the nights, yeah, definitely Yasmin Kaisal. She, she's, she's unreal. She's yeah. just the player that you want to play alongside. And it, like, she does get raps, but I don't think she gets enough raps for what she does. Especially having her on our edge, her inside push in defence, her talk, getting there, even at training. Oh my god, she's got so much energy. It's not even funny, and she's yeah. just a good person off the field as well. Like. I definitely struggle with my mental health a lot. So, like, during season, I probably cry, like, once a week after training. or I don't even know, just about the randomest stuff. But yeah, she's right. always there for everyone because, obviously, like, girls, there's a lot of emotions in the team anyway. Yeah. But she's always there for everyone and it just makes everyone happy. Yeah, she's a beauty. Yeah. She played so good over in England in that World Cup yeah. as well. she's just yeah. unreal. And she's so dynamic as well because I know she's a back row, but she's obviously not like a bigger body, but she's just so tough and strong. Like it feels like you're hitting a brick wall. Even at training, there's not one tackle. She's not going 100% at you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Hey, you just mentioned something that uh, you seem pretty open about, the mental health space. Yeah. Do you want to go there? Yeah. Yeah, so... And you just said there's a lot of different emotions going on. So, I yeah. mean, this is, there's a lot of coaches also listening that yeah. may coach women. Yeah. And, and I've asked Ronald this. We had Ronald yeah. on the show. What's the difference between coaching men and women? And you just said something there that you're getting emotional over yeah. stuff once a week. Yeah. Do you want to go with what? I think it's you know? just, I think that both men and women, like I don't think the problem of being emotional or things like mental health is exclusive just to the girls. I just think that the girls are more open with it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think boys just get more frustrated and that like goes yeah. out that way. Whereas girls, like, I think just being like really stressed a lot and frustrated, like I can get quite, if you watch Grand Final, but I can get quite frustrated when things aren't the way that they should be. So, I like, think I noticed a bit <laughs> pushing yeah, shove so going on. Yeah, so I can on. get quite yeah. frustrated quite easily. But if I can't get that frustration out, it like I get really upset and just overwhelmed. And I've always struggled with that since I was little, just getting overwhelmed and things like that. And like I think moving away from home, even though I've lived out of home before, it was on the Central Coast near my parents. But like moving away from home, I was really lucky, like my housemate moved from the Central Coast with me who wasn't a footy girl. So it was good to be able to like go to training and then come home and not be around footy. So I think that helped. But like even with like eating, like I just wasn't looking after myself properly during the season. I lost six kilos of muscle because I was still like quite okay. like, yeah, I had dangerously low body fat for like the half of the season mm. just from not like looking after myself with food and things like that because like... I would just be so busy and yeah like stress that I just wouldn't go to the shops and like do my meal prep properly or just things like that so I think like and I know myself food has a big impact on my mental health so when I'm not eating properly and looking after myself like it can struggle as well as being around my social battery is not the best right. <laughs> so like being around girls even though like they're the best group of girls I've ever been around yeah like for that many hours of a day in a stressful environment where my body's hurting I'm tired everything's just happening like team yeah. selections things like that like having a lot on my mind it was just yeah a very stressful year but it was a good year I appreciate yeah. you saying all this because there'll be 
thousands of people will listen to this that are yeah. going through this, you know, yeah. and young girls in the same situation, same environments, yeah. there's a lot of pressure. And I've never heard anyone say social battery. Yeah, my, yeah, my social battery is honestly shocking. I'll be on a night out with a girl and I'm dipped. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like okay. it's, even though like they're the least draining group of girls ever, like they're all yeah. humble and relaxed and like all just cool girls, but like it's just me personally, like being around people yeah. like for so long. And, and you're, you're there yeah. so long and like you say, there's a lot of pressure going yeah. on. You mentioned then you you obviously acknowledged it and worked out I need to look after myself yeah food wise did yeah. people help you through this or yeah. you just worked it yeah. out yeah well we like obviously get looked after with food after training and things yeah. like that but just not eating enough I get quite bad anxiety as well sometimes so right. that like really is like a struggle like sometimes I'd be sitting in my car before training just like freaking out and then I walk in I'm obviously fine but just yeah. like random things like that and then that would kind of like decrease my appetite and like there's really? all these yeah random little niche things that are just not helping me out but the wellness and welfare team at the nights Holly and Ron as well like they are honestly are just so, so amazing like they're it's the best welfare like I've had honestly because so they just care they go they above do. and beyond they yeah. care so much genuinely it's a big part of why you won yeah yeah it's I a big so. part everyone's of why you won. really connected and it, stuff, it's yeah. um it's a space for me where people say the word performance but yeah. to perform well you need yeah. all these things in place and I think that it was and really Ronald good and the yeah. team they have done really they'd well. identified that obviously people are going to have these things so they were really proactive in yeah. their approaches towards these wellness things like we did so much team bonding and things like that which I think was really really important and I think like that's something that all teams should be doing not For just sure. waiting until girls are like crying in the car park yeah, or something yeah, not that yeah. that happens but like not just well you were saying you pull come. up in like, the car was, park yeah, and have really but I'm excited for like to go back to the roosters as well because obviously my dad knows me very very well and Ken he's really really good with that stuff as well like That's he's cool. just knows if I'm like upset I don't need a talk I just need like a muesli bar or something like, yeah, right. he like he and I think that's why my dad's like a really really good coach as well because he knows all of the girls yeah really really well and what they need which isn't going to be the same for this person as it is to this person so yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a, there's a lesson there for a lot yeah. of people do you have anything else in a routine that's helped you get through this? Are you, are you into journaling? Are you into meditating? Are you into the breathing side? Have you learnt other ways to I don't know mentally prepare? Or where are you at in that space? I think I'm still definitely learning in that yeah. space. I have really, really bad OCDs to do with like coming back from my ACL. Like I have like a lot of, I think that's like a lot of my mental health, which I struggled a lot more with the year that I came back when I was at the Roosters, like I had right. like a panic attack at training because one of my things is like, I can't do change of direction unless I'm warmed up because the way that I did my knee, like I wasn't warmed up. So now in my head, if I'm warmed up, I'm completely fine. But if I'm not, I'm not. And there was one time at training where they were like, we were doing piggy in the middle and I just, that was so embarrassing. I just had like a meltdown. I had to like go outside into cough up because I wasn't warmed up and doing it. So just having my OCDs. So, so what did you do? Go in the car park and uh, warm yeah, up? Yeah, and Dee, God love her, from the roosters coming out. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, I just need to warm up. So I think that like, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm just my own person. Well, there you go. You yeah. learn. You have to get but to training half really, an hour yeah, earlier. I'm just really than aware. Else. I think it's just becoming self-aware of what I need to do to prepare myself. Yeah. And making sure that those things are done, as opposed to just chilling about. Like I, yeah, know myself pretty well and what I can do, and I've gotten a lot better at that. 
yeah. to like, yeah. Well, it's all, it sounds like what a journey so yeah. far. I didn't know any of this. Now we've gone to another topic. Yeah. ACL injuries. Yeah. And talk about mental health. You go through an ACL yeah. as a pro athlete, there's yeah. some dark times that was during that period. Without a doubt, the worst time of my life. Was it? Like, okay. I couldn't even. I don't think, and I say this all the time, and people that have now done their ACLs agree with me, you can't like possibly understand the mental turmoil and the physical like side of it unless you've done it. Because yeah, right. like even my friend Shorten Burton now, she's yeah. like did her ACL in the last season. Yeah. And I remember um, we like, this is a random side story, but we went to Shoal Bay and I was like with my group of friends, they've got like a little group and they all went on the um, aqua splash yeah. and I was out with my ACL. So I obviously couldn't go. And I was like, no girls, like go, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. and I just waited them for them to be done. And then we actually went back to Shoal Bay a few, a couple months ago. And she obviously couldn't go on Aqua Splash because of um, like hers. Dead, and she was like, knows. I can't believe we went on it without <laughs> you. Like we're such, like, yeah, yeah, so like yeah. things like, even simple things like that, that you like can't do. Yeah. And then I think the biggest part of it was I'd come off like a really strong, like I'd played Tasha Gale, I'd played country champs for yeah. Sage Coast Roosters, done really well. I'd played Harvey Norman my first proper season. Um, and what's it called? I was top try scorer of the whole competition. Yeah, I heard that. And then I yeah. really wanted to obviously sign my first NRLW contract that year, even development or in the squad, like whatever. And then I went and played social touch on a Monday night and did the most lateral show off step of my entire life. I'm not even steppy. I don't know if you've seen me play. I'm yes. not going to say that I'm. And you did this got in a social touch. Yeah, social touch. And it was like the week before like all that conversation started with contracts and that. And I was just heartbroken. Oh, and then I just went so downhill. I lost, I think, 12 kilos because I just couldn't get out of bed. I was so upset. Like genuinely the darkest, darkest place. I was probably drinking every second night, like yeah, just right. not doing constructive things at all because I was pretty much hopeless. I was like, wow, I got to here and now I'm just going to be like nothing. And then I think the thing that definitely saved me, and I've spoken about this before, is that like dad obviously noticed how I was. <laughs> yeah. And um, he pretended, like he'd asked me to go do stuff. So he pretended he was trying to lose weight because yep. he knows I'd do anything for him as well to like help him. Yeah, so yeah. he pretended he was trying to lose weight and asked me if I'd start coming for walks with him and like doing active things like that. So we started going for walks around Terrigal like every day, like getting me like yeah. obviously doing things. I thought I was helping him, but he obviously wasn't trying to lose weight. I don't even know why I thought that. <laughs> like yeah, right. he was just like helping me. So that's like what started it. And then I think like, because that was during COVID, so there wasn't even any footy. And then NRLW happened. They won the premiership as well that year, the Roosters, when I was yeah. out. So I was like, oh, my God, like, I miss this so much. Like, I want to be a part of this again. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, like, I think that that was um, just triggered story. me. And then I started, yeah, going back to it. Because I, a massive part of it, and obviously this is me being a little bit shallow, yeah. is that, like, because I was quite confident in my body, how I looked before I'd done it, yeah. being, like, a fit young girl. Yeah. And then when I did it, my leg was smaller than my knee. I have a photo of that so I can send in a photo, yeah, but right. my leg was literally smaller than my knee. Like I was so like skinny, just not, I was not confident in how I looked. So I didn't want to go to the gym to do my rehab because I was embarrassed of how I looked. How you looked. 
so that was like another massive thing so we had like a home gym set up in our shed so I started in there because I didn't want to go to the gym in public because I didn't want people to see me like all of these things that just me and just silly obviously from the outside but it really did affect me so I think that um yeah and then I started my physio was staff was really good physio connects like yeah, yeah. they looked after me Obviously, Dad made me go there like twice a week from the start, so I was always yeah. doing that stuff. But so I kind of got a bit of my hope back, and then around six months, like I started doing things properly and running properly and all of those things. And then Dad said to me, like, "What you've come off a really good year, like you're going well, like coming back from your knee. If you play a few games, I'll see how you go, and I might sign you for the NRLW squad." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh." Like, okay, but then I did some maths and I would have to come back at 11 months post-op, which for me, I hadn't been able to tense my quad for six weeks before surgery, after the injury, and two weeks after. So that's eight weeks of not tensing your quad. You can imagine how much the muscle deteriorates. Yeah. So I obviously had a lot a lot of work to do, but I just decided and like hyper-focused on it that I was going to come back and I was going to play them. And I did, and my first game back from ACL was actually against the Knights in Harvey Norman for the Central Coast Roosters. And I did my first run, and I probably got twisted and turned in every single way, and I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then I was just all good and I think my OCD things helped me with like being warmed up like I just made them up in my head that yeah. like if I do this I'm fine if I do this I'm fine if I do this I'm fine so I just went into it with the attitude of like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen like I don't like what's the worst like, yeah obviously what's the worst count is not very good but yeah. <laughs> like I kind yeah. of just changed my mindset towards that and went in there and had a crack and then obviously played played well for the last few games of the season and then got put, brought into the squad for the Roosters. Well done. Like, yeah. no one knows those yeah. type of stories. So the leg's now yeah. bigger and there's a, ta there's a tattoo on it. <laughs> yeah. Which now, I've read it, is... It's for my knee. It has so, a story. Yeah, so this is my dad's dad, um, or grand, my granddad. Um, he always used to say, like, when the going gets tough, the tough get tougher. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, I told him I was so I was like oh that's like a really really good like thing so I knew that I wanted to get a tattoo for if I came back and if I like mm. made my debut and all of that stuff and like to like just prove myself and just a little reminder like if I can get through this I can get through anything so yeah right yeah so you've got the tattoo with a bit of meaning on the leg that yeah. was smaller than yeah. the knee yeah yeah and well done yeah what and a story I'm, yeah but I've planned to get a few more tattoos for like doing things like winning the prem and all of that stuff, but I haven't got around to that yet. Haven't but to that. I will. I need to decide what I want. It took me like five years to decide I wanted a leg tattoo. So. Okay. <laughs> We're moving slowly. And um, so you won that premiership with the Knights. You had to play against your dad. We've been through what you, well, geez, your dad's debut, helped you so much. I was so playing much. for the Roosters against the Knights. Against the Knights, you so, debuted against the Knights. Yeah. Now you play for the Knights against your dad. Yeah. A little birdie tells me that your dad's birthday was the week before you yeah. played against him. Yeah. Can you tell me what you got your dad for his birthday? <laughs> so for my dad's birthday, I got him a knight's tower so he could wipe the tears away when we won. I actually wasn't <laughs> sure if we were going to win because I was like, me and Rod had some chats where like, like it could go like one team wins this one, one team's a grand final. Like we're not too stressed about winning it. Yeah. And then, because we obviously thought that we would be against the Roosters in the grand final, but yeah. obviously that didn't 
something happened to them in the semis, <laughs> but it's a different story. But um, yeah, I got even that present so was pretty funny. It was obviously he, joke. He's but, a towel yeah. to cry on. Yeah. And, and then you did beat them. And then I scored against him too. And you scored against him. And it turned him. out it was so funny. It's obviously it's no bad blood. Like I yeah, love yeah, yeah. all of the Roosters girls. I love my dad. Yeah, like it's yeah. just like, it's more just funny. funny. And then I remember like I scored and everyone obviously got around me. And then Shanice Parker, she's so funny. <laughs> she runs over and jumps on me. She goes, that's for daddy. <laughs> and it was just like so funny. The whole year that was just like the biggest joke. Like after yeah. that, that she'd come in and done that. But yeah. And then you went to visit Dad after that game. Yeah. He told me about that. <laughs> I know, I was pretty chuffed. I'm pretty bad at hiding my emotions or like, yeah, all of my emotions. So when I'm happy, you know I'm happy. When I'm cranky, yeah. you know I'm cranky. But he definitely knew I was pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about your dad as a major influence. Is there any other influences on you? Because it's quite a journey. I mean, the women's sport, the women's sports space, but the women's rugby league space is just going Yeah, it's going crazy, yeah. And you went through it. You know, it wasn't huge and now it is. Yeah. But to get there along the way, there must have been a love of the game somewhere and yeah. it's in your family. But who else has influenced you? Is there any coaches, any teachers, yeah. any like, I would definitely well, your mum's a teacher. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that my first Tasha Girl coach, Josh, Chicks. I can't even say his last name. It's really we'll hard to Josh. say. We'll call him Josh Potato Chips. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he's very, very, very passionate about the game. But I think yeah. he was the first person to give me like a real sense of confidence. So he was okay. my coach for the first two years. And before that, like I moved schools because I was like had such bad anxiety when I was like in like year three and that like I couldn't really? talk to anyone. I couldn't make friends, like anything like that. So yeah. I had growing up until literally about like year ten. I was just so insecure and shy and like I like you would not even believe how like really? different I was yeah so I think like going into that Tasha Gale squad like was the first time because I was really smart growing up like I got yeah. an academic scholarship to my school that I went to and things like that but I wasn't I was always athletic yeah. but not sporty if that makes sense like yeah. I played sports but I was really good at athletics yeah and like because I hadn't played rugby league yet obviously yeah but um I was just not confident in myself so that first year of Tasha Gale like was the first time in my entire life that I genuinely felt confident in myself and I honestly credit that to Josh and for really? like making me, yeah, how I am today because he just believed in me and he still believes in me and he still keeps in touch with me and like he's so proud of how well I'm doing. But yeah, so I really, really appreciate that. Apart, like aside from the coaching and all of that, like just the confidence that he instilled in me really, really helped. And then I think also a massive part of it is the girls that came before us. So like Ruan, Sims, Kylie, Hilda, all of those girls that played and created this pathway for us. Because I'm thinking like in a few years, these girls are going to be full-time playing NRLW and I'll be on the sidelines going like, ooh, like yeah. so happy for them. But like these girls paid to play, paid to make a way for us. So I think that that, like we had some chats from them and I think that that really inspired me about not just doing it for myself, doing it for women in general and doing it for the next generation of girls who obviously I'm working in coaching now. So like yeah. those girls coming through to create a pathway for them, that's really, really inspired me and the determination that they have to want to play football. That is so well said. Yeah. First of all, well done to Josh. Whoever, yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> met Josh, but well done. Yeah. Because there's coaches out there that, you know what, in the end, that's really all you're trying to do yeah. is make a difference. Yeah to someone's life and yeah. he made a difference yeah. to yours. 
sure. in such a positive way. You talk so highly of yeah. now. But I love how you respect those past players as well. Yeah. And also I love where that's where you're at now. You're now coaching, teaching, you're working in schools. Yeah. You're, you're, you're helping the next generation, yeah. which is really cool. And that's actually like, I don't know if that's your career path you're going, but it's it's actually I in you because think, your mum's yeah. a teacher, yeah. your dad's a coach. Well, I've worked in childcare since I could get a job. So I've worked yeah, at like okay. before and after school cares and yeah. things like that and like helping in schools. Like I remember being like, 12 and I wasn't even allowed to go like you know what SLSOs are like in schools like yeah. I'd go volunteer and do that at my old primary school like yeah. as soon as like I could just to like help the other teachers like I've always been in and around like helping the younger generations and I think that like working at the sports school now and coaching like I definitely think that I have a gift for coaching as well the way that I can explain things to these girls because it's how I would want it to be explained to me and just coming at it from new perspectives and understanding it as a whole yeah. and I think obviously having my dad in my ear all the time like yeah. as well like at home just having conversations with him like I've got a lot of knowledge like I know I'm an outside back but I feel like I have a lot more knowledge than what I can actually physically display as well so I think that that probably will be my pathway like in coaching yeah. I thought it would be teaching but I'm not really feeling like the whole school environments at the moment there's a yeah. lot any teacher will probably tell you yeah right <laughs> but um yeah but the coaching is definitely like, in you. like development yeah. more so than like coaching aside I think development's like my passion well and the caring bit I mean yeah you know you'll make the same way Josh did with you you're yeah. gonna do that yeah. to someone else and yeah. that, that's kind of in you yeah right? like pe listeners can feel that yeah right now that's really cool well done on that thanks what about uh can we just name drop a few of your current roosters yeah teammates yeah give me some reasons why they are so good so let's I it's think, like, yeah, Jamie like, Frazard is one that I did want to speak about because even especially coming back from my ACL and before yeah. that, like, I remember I was always good at footy, like, rugby yeah. league from when I started, but I was so skinny. Like, looking back, I don't know. I did get snapped a few times, but yeah, I don't know right. how I even was, like, strong and everything because I was so skinny. Like, I did not eat <laughs> enough food or, like, the right amount of food. Yeah. And I thought I, honestly, in my head, I thought I was massive. And then looking back, I'm just like, oh, my God, Jasmine, like, how did you <laughs> even play like that? So she um, obviously identified to me that I, like, at training was, like, had potential and things like that. And this is when I was, like, a young, like, oh, yep. my God, I'm so happy to be around, like, all of these girls. Like, yep. I was, like, starstruck. And she pulled me into the gym after Rooster's training and she, like, showed me how to use all the stuff in the gym because I'd never done proper gym before. Like, okay. I'd done team training at, like, nights because, obviously, yeah. when we were younger, like, you're not going to yeah. really do that stuff back then. But I'd never properly been in the gym. So she, like, took her own time so many times to take me into the gym, show me around, like, show me what I need to be doing, explain stuff. So that like led to me actually being able to put on weight and train properly and actually give it a crack. And I think she's like come through some adversities herself. So I think she yeah. could probably see a little bit of that in me and in my like mental health struggles and things like that. So I think she's been really, really awesome in that sense of like helping me with those things and getting me on the right track. Awesome. Yeah. And she's coaching now as yeah. well. So probably, that's what, that's yeah, what she does now. Yeah, she gets people on the right yeah. track. Yeah. That's awesome. Even in her job in like she works in schools like doing yeah. that with like, yeah. So you... You play alongside her now. Yeah. Uh, who else down there at the Roosters? You've got some big names there at the just Roosters. Obviously, Lee Isabel by Kelly. example. She's yeah. just unreal. She's a different breed. She's yeah. just, yeah. And she's just a good person as well. Like, she's, a lot of these girls, like, probably from the outside, like, they might look like they're, like, a bit of a star and not time, but she's honestly got time for every single person. Like, she's yeah. so humble and, 
yeah, just welcoming. She welcomes everyone into the new environment. She's, yeah, she's just a good person as well as a good player, which is awesome to have someone like that in your team. Oh, that's so good. Your dad spoke very highly of her. I mean, they all are. And they, you know, people have some perceptions from the outside, but they're all good. Yeah. They're all yeah. good people. But you just mentioned some key things, making yeah. everyone feel welcome. Yeah. Oh, that's a proper leader. Yeah. I know yeah. she builds other people up. Yeah, you know? she does, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I really want to thank you for sharing. You got a bit um, honest there about some challenges you've yeah. had, you know, and that's what these podcasts are about. Yeah. There's, there's going to be other athletes that are going through the same, but also I think there was little nuggets of gold there that there's some coaches that are thinking, oh, yeah, I'll, I might check in with that girl yeah. a bit more. Or, oh, yeah, I did notice. Yeah. Like... You know, because then they want to be that coach that's remembered like you remember that guy, Josh. Yeah, You know, for sure. So, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. The, the story about your grandmother, that was cool. <laughs> um, challenges working with your dad as a coach. Like, I think that's a whole episode. Yeah. Like, was there anything? Because for, you picture I, your dad. Let's yeah. pretend now you're your dad. The yeah. challenges in coaching your own kid also yeah. has it. Because... The perception is, I, I bet you there was times, actually, I have never even asked him, but I, I bet you there was times where he should have given you the best and fairest award or <laughs> he should have made you the captain because you're the best captain or he should have said you you played well today but he would he didn't yeah. want to praise you in front of the other yeah. kids or the other parents think that you're favouring your kid. Yeah. Like, this is a problem for, and there's a thousand people out there yeah. coaching their own kids. You, I do it. Yeah. Like I know that yeah. I am harder on my own yeah. kids than I am other kids or or I know that I don't praise them enough yeah. because I don't want to praise them in front of other kids because mm -hmm. I feel that. So I know what your dad's Well, felt. I think it's more about not even the kids in those situations, like not even yeah. junior reps, just like junior and yeah. club footy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because obviously you've got the, everyone's parents as well. And everyone's yeah. parents thinks like their kids are star, which they might be. Yeah. But everyone, like all of their parents, you don't want to like favorite your child because you're worried about like what the other parents are going to think more so than the kids. Because no one's going to go into training with a bunch of kids and go, like you're amazing, you're not like it does. That doesn't yeah. happen. But yeah. it's more the perception from perception, the other parents. Yeah. I think like from that perspective, I yeah. think it's interesting to look at because I think it more comes from that side of the things because the girls know who the good. Yeah. Like, or the boys know who the good players are in the team. Yeah. Whereas the parents it's from the depends. outside, they're just seeing like the coach's kid getting made captain or the coach's yeah. kid doing like getting the ball more or things like that. So yeah. I think it's more that side of things. So did it happen to you? Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us one. Well, oh, I don't know which one to say. Well, without naming any people <laughs> but yeah. like the, oh, did there, it ever feel awkward of, um, like did yeah I saw I sense like dad a, was award so night yeah. would be awkward well there was one like when I played for King Cumber Colts and yeah. I'm probably a bit conceited but like I should have won the um player of the year yeah. thingy for the, that team that I was in and like it was quite like because I was the only really experienced player like they were all younger like yeah, yeah, yeah. fresher yeah. players and dad goes to me like the week before the awards he's like oh you don't care if I give that award to someone else do you and I was like hang on like I've just tried my whole butt off this whole season like I played with a no AC joint like one arm dangling and still like carried on playing and like did all of this stuff and that but like I obviously now 
awards don't matter. I don't yeah, care about that now. now but but in that mental feel. frame, I was honestly heartbroken. I was like, what do you mean? Like, uh, if I deserve it, like, I feel like I deserve it. But obviously, Dad's just like, oh, she won't care about this award. Like, it's just, like, give it to someone else. Which obviously is good from Dad just thinking that. But, yeah, I was upset about that. I remember in um, Berkeley Vale, when it was, like, the nines competition, that... Um, dad obviously like didn't want to pick anyone as captain so he just goes like he's back in the day like it doesn't really matter who's your captain so he'd just do random stuff and um so he goes um okay first girl to kick a field goal can be the captain for round one (laughs) so we went through our whole team we all missed we went through again and I was the first one to kick a field goal I can't even kick a field goal now if I tried like I'm not a threat of field goal king if any NRLW team's watching this. Yeah, But, yeah. um, what's it called? Yeah, and then I just seen Dad go, oh. oh no. So, <laughs> so he was then, trying so, not but, to put captain. And then he captain. still made someone else joint captain with me. He goes, all right, yeah. the next person can be joint captain. <laughs> so just things like that, that it's obviously like you well, I could picture him as yeah. coach. Without a doubt, you would be his best captain. First of all, you were the most experienced, whatever. When I was, like, and, 16. And, but also the fact he had a way to communicate yeah. with his captain that then goes run the team yeah. as a reflection of him without yeah and like, like you're actually if it, the ideal if it's like a club team you're not going yeah. to be calling an under 16s girl who's the captain to say to this talk is what i want stuff. everyone to do yeah. this is what like obviously it's easy as well of if course he's talking to me and i'm the most experienced and <laughs> i'm but feeling like, not that i'm fussed about it at all but it's just funny like thinking about how awkward because he can get a bit awkward about stuff so like it's just funny knowing him like his little I'm glad, I'm glad you shared the story because, I mean, we went there earlier. We've had Ivan Cleary talk about it. We've talked about, you know, there's Brad Arthur, Jake Arthur yeah. type. You know, that was horrendous. I really feel for what Jake was copping from fans. Yeah. But local stuff yeah. is... Like, well, I, 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 don't I would think... honestly say that I'd cop more because I remember there was one yeah. game where I'd played Tasha Gale, done really well, went back to play club footy for Burkhart, and I think it was, like, the last play... And we were, like, down and had to win and I got the ball and, like, tried to... And then, like, six girls tackled me out. And there's all these, like, grown adult men, especially men and women, yeah. probably this far away from me going, get that into you, take that, da-da-da, you're not so flash now, are you? And, like, at Berkeley Vale in club footy. And it was not even, like, a final or anything, but, like, people just have... That's like, horrible. I think they make little perceptions of people that probably aren't true or, like, even jealousy or, like, yeah. things like that. Like, so I've definitely, I think I've experienced more, like you just said there, yeah, from, like, club footy and things like yeah. that than at the elite level. Because if you're playing the elite level, you're obviously there for a reason and you yeah. either play well or you don't. Yeah. Or, like, do you know what I mean? And it's if, more clear. If but fans yell stuff out, you go, yeah, funny. that's yeah. just what it is. But yeah. local stuff... It's we should a, do a whole episode on how, first of all, those people should behave. Yeah. Like, not knowing what then that young girl goes home, locks herself yeah. in a room and starts thinking. Yeah, not knowing, because obviously they think that you because know? I was, like, getting successful, I'm confident in myself. And I'm going home and, like, crying because some random yeah. man dad has, like... That is probably jealous. Jealous. Yeah. No, it's horrible. Yeah. There's a whole episode that we should do a documentary. On, Actually, yeah. I think you've got a career in media. We should do a documentary because <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. And even the way you just shared, because there's all these coaches out there coaching their kids that have these same issues, but I don't know if they realise what the son or daughter, when they go to their room, thinks dad's not going to give me that award when I deserve it. Yeah. You know, like, I, 
he's he I know what he's thinking. Yeah, he's obviously not doing looking it after the other kids. He he all, yeah. he would the last person on earth he wants to upset is you. Yeah. But he made this decision not to upset all these other people. Yeah. Well, but if he, if nice. he I think knew, that's a silly thing if, for me. If but. he knew, if he knew that upset you, no, no, Ivan mentioned this to me as well. Yeah. He acknowledges he doesn't even praise his own son. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. I've, I've done it. I, I, my, yeah. my son once was like nose splattered, and any other kid you'd go over and well, is everything okay? Could you, can we get someone to check the head knock? I've or, got a good story. When it's your own that. son, you go. Keep going. Listen, Team nature. Yeah, listen to this, right? I would never so do that I just to talked about my AC joint. Well, I just yeah. called my AC yeah. joint. Mm. Um, so that was in a tournament. So we had like a few games that day. Yeah. And because dad knows obviously my personality, I had a sleeper with my friends the night before. Yeah. And then he's like, you better not cry today. You better not be a sook today. Like knowing that I was a bit tired and I yeah. like, turned up to the tournament so yeah. I think it was like the first game and I was I don't even know how I was in the middle of the field I was somewhere in the middle of the field because oh I think I, I used to play like 5'8 fullback back then so I was 5'8 yeah. that yeah. just ran the ball but anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then so I was in the middle of the field tackled this massive chick and I just felt my shoulder just pins and needles straight away yeah and I was like I was in pain but because obviously you've got adrenaline mm. so I went out to the wing and I couldn't lift my whole shoulder and arm up at all yeah. it was just tingling I couldn't move it so I was just tackling with my left shoulder for the rest of the game just directing everyone like still like keep going do this do this like telling everyone what to do just on the wing with one arm yeah and then after that game he's like I knew this would happen da, da, da. like because yeah. I come off and he's like just give me like a little bit of a dirty because he obviously just thought that I was faking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't know why he would think that I was faking it, but maybe just because I'll never lay down on a field. Yeah. Like I will, unless I'm literally like physically cannot get up. Yeah. Like I will never ever lay down on a field. Like I've got stories of that afterwards yeah, too. Definitely. But yeah. um, yeah. So he obviously just didn't think that it was that serious because I don't really carry on with stuff. Like I'll just get on with it and just yeah. do what I can do. And then, um, yeah, so then I played the next few games. I had an ice pack and a sling in between games on my shoulder. And um, I was doing warm-up and he was getting angry at me because I was running with, like, a floppy arm. Like, I couldn't, couldn't do, like, the high it. knees. I was just keeping my arm still because it was hurting so bad. Yeah. And then after that, um, and then after that day, like, I went and got a scan or I went and got checked. And the physio was like, yeah, she's done an AC and rotator cuff. Yeah, six weeks, six <laughs> so weeks So I out. was literally, I had to play the whole season of Tasha Gale, the second season, with, like, this pad on yeah, my shoulder. Yeah, big, big guard. Yeah, yeah, and Dad's, so it's still the biggest joke to me and Dad today. Like, that yeah. he's just like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. I know. And yeah. whereas if that was any other girl, yeah. he would have said, hey, we don't want to make it any worse. Just have a rest. Or, yeah. But when it's your own child. Yeah, he's just yeah. like. You're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the biggest inside joke as well. But yeah, I think that's like one of the best things he's instilled in me is like toughness. Definitely, because yeah. like even in the semi-final of the first year of Tasha Gale, I ruptured three or four ligaments, like ruptured, ruptured, not even torn ligaments in my right ankle. And I, we were defending on the line. And if I had have gone down, like they would have just like probably scored over the top. And it was like the last three minutes of the semi-final. Yeah. So then and it was like pretty close too. So I just literally hopped and I was crying. I was like, I have a habit of going like this to the physios when I'm injured, but I like should be on the ground, but I don't want to go off. So yeah, you, you yeah, literally yeah. could probably see that in like a few games where I've been injured. I'm like, 
yeah. that. And then um, obviously, like, every, we won the semi-final. The whole teams, like, jumped on each other. And I'm just <laughs> off in the video with the physio, like, crying and just hopping <laughs> on my leg. But, like, I could honestly never, like, when people lay down, it kills me. Yeah. But, like... Jeez, you've had some injuries. Yeah. And so now you do a lot of work to prevent injuries. Yeah. You look after yourself. Well, I never... That's half the reason because I used to play like AFL league and sevens in a weekend when I was younger yeah. and I'd purposely get to them late so I wouldn't have to warm up because I just hated warming up. Really? And then obviously now since injuring myself, I've realised, okay, I do have to warm up. Like it yeah. is actually important because... But that's the thing that coaches and stuff miss because I started playing when I was... 15 like yeah. you miss like why things are important and that's okay. not just warming up like that's everything in drills and explaining random things yeah. people don't understand how many missing pieces people and girls have that start playing later that they don't understand why things are important so like just randomly going back to why like coaching and development and stuff yeah, like that's that a like good point. there's like things like that that i think makes me like really good at that because i understand the things that people don't understand that's even acl prevention like if someone had have told me if your body's in a line and your weight's over it and you put weight on it, that's how you do your ACL. I wouldn't have done that step and it could have prevented it. Yeah. So just like random things like that. Like I feel it's like my mission now to like tell everyone like... And tell everyone why. Don't do this. Yeah. Well, and explain why behind things. Ronald yeah. said that when I asked him about coaching women and men. He said, with the men, you get to, you know, if they're coming to you at an NRL level or a professional level, yeah. there's an assumed level of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You just assume yeah, it. Assume well, you probably it. shouldn't assume it, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, that's where we could get better with every yeah. player. But with the women, he found if you can explain to them why, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. that's probably um, that's a great tip for anyone coaching the women. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but even like with the injuries, like I've, yeah, just coming back from my ankle now, I actually broke it in round seven of NRLW against the Raiders about five minutes into the game. Broke your ankle. Broke my foot. The little heel, oh, yeah. like in the heel. And so like obviously I'm coming back from that now, but we didn't even know that it was broken until I did my exit medical to leave the Knights to go to the Roosters. So the whole season, so that's me not wanting to lay down because I hurt myself. And you can see me in the footage of the game, just like hobbling like so badly and going, that's what reminded me of the whole of this thing. Wow. Going to the physios to try and get their attention because they were like busy with someone else. And then yeah. they just thought I'd done the physio... Actually, the physio said that I had roosteritis because he thought that it was like a fake injury kind of that I didn't want to verse the roosters the next week. <laughs> so I faked an injury. And I literally started going, maybe it's not that bad. And maybe like, I don't know, like not that I didn't, I obviously wanted to verse the roosters. So then I was like, well, now I'm going to verse the roosters. Like now I'm not going to be injured because I probably shouldn't have like, like I was obviously injured yeah. with my foot and it was really hurting. I had one session off doing like the fitness running and then just got straight back into it with strapping on it because they thought it was my joint capsule right. in my ankle that I just jammed up. And there's a fracture. And it was a fracture. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, he said, yeah, so I just really wanted to play that game. So I played that game. That's probably one of the best games I played all season as well with my ankle like that. But yeah, I didn't even know, but it really hurt. Like I should have known. Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what is funny? You mentioned your grandfather with the, and the saying. Yeah. Oh, well, and then what your dad's instilled yeah. and then now and like you're yeah. the living version yeah. of that tattoo actually means something yeah like yeah that's why i got it yeah. but i think it like just speaks to my how i like want my character to be and how i want like my grit and toughness to be because i want to be the player out there that 
even if I've got a broken foot, like I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to play and I'm still going to be there for everyone and do my job. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that that hopefully gives the people around me like some confidence in me that they know that if I can do that, I'm going to be there for them for a tackle or I'm going to be there for them for a push support or like things like that. So I think that's like, I think that's awesome. really good from like dad, the don't lay down on the field. Awesome. <laughs> and you know what? I will finish, we'll finish because, um, I could talk to you all day about some of this stuff because in every little topic there is a little so message. Little, yeah. There's a little message. Yeah. But I think where you're going even with your career about being there for other people is the same as you are on field and yeah. you want to be there for them, you want to be reliable, you want to push support for them, you want to yeah. you're supporting people. Yeah. That's all like that's actually come out in this chat that yeah. you love supporting yeah. people. Yeah. And that it seems like it's in you and it's going to continue. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt that was influenced from your mum and your dad. Your mum's yeah. a teacher. Who, yeah, well, my mum's you know. hard as nails. Mm. I remember, like, going to the athletics track with her when I was 12. And I, this is when I was, like, actually peak athletics, like New South Wales, CIS, everything. Yeah. And she, she's like, no, I'm going to flog y'all. And I'm like, hey, da, 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 da. Yeah. And she raced me and she actually beat me. So she's, like, <laughs> literally, I've gotten my athleticism for her. I don't know what I've got from dad. But yeah, you've got some good things from yeah, dad. Yeah, I've gotten my athleticism, like, my physical side of it from my mum for sure. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much. Um, look forward to following your career. We'll watch you the Roosters this year and... And the All-Stars, the yeah. Maori All-Stars, and um, yeah, who knows? Sky's the limit. Yeah. Thanks heaps. All good, thanks for having me. Some of the best learning you will ever do will be talking and listening over a beautiful glass of red, which brings me to thanking our sponsors at Mortimer's Wines. Mortimer's are a family-owned vineyard in the beautiful region of Orange, New South Wales, Australia. The historic 150-year-old schoolyard building that is now the cellar door it provides a great atmosphere to taste their fine wines visit mortimerswines.com.au some of the best learning you will ever do will be traveling give yourself space time to creatively think to learn to meet people or take a vacation with your family give yourself that time and there's no better person or people or company to help you than the people at Tripadeal. their experienced agents will look after you from start to finish they will plan your flights your accommodation your car your excursions whatever you need if you want to plan a trip of a lifetime Tripadeal is the place to go tripadeal.com.au